Welcome to the Human Side of Healthcare. Steve Love, along with Thomas Miller, we're going to talk about a subject today that is extremely important. It deals with women's health. It also deals with breast health outreach. And we couldn't have a better person than Doris Shang, Project Coordinator, Asian Breast Health Outreach Project for Methodist Richardson's Outreach to the Asian Community. Doris, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me, Steve. You know, many people would probably, who are listening to this show, want to know a little bit about what is the Asian Breast Health Outreach Project, when did it start, and how did it start? We actually uh, shorten our name sometimes because saying the Asian Breast Health Outreach Project for that long it's just too long. So a lot of times, actually, we acronym our program APOP. So the APOP is a unique community outreach program that brings breast cancer awareness and screening access to our communities by targeting education, navigation, and mammogram access to those, especially with English difficulties. Um, of course, it stands for Asian Breast Health Outreach Project, and it, it, it came about because it started 19 years ago because of a very low breast cancer screening turnout in our Asian communities despite the large Asian community that we have in our area. So we realized most of the Asian populations nearby commonly spoke in their native languages, had no awareness of breast cancer or how to keep breast healthy. So realizing that this communication in our rich, multiple ethnic communities was lacking, our program was created to change that narrative. So as you know, the Asian community doesn't just speak one language. Asian populations come from different countries in Asia and speak different languages, 60-plus different languages, in fact. So we started with one language, Vietnamese, that quickly expanded to other mainstream Asian languages like Chinese Cantonese, Chinese Mandarin, to Korean, Hindi, and Urdu. So as the program expanded over the years in depth and scope, we realized that the Hispanic population still had the same problem. And so we are speaking Spanish too now. You know, that's amazing. And you mentioned 60 different Asian uh, languages that are spoken. And you look at the diverse and the, and the ethnic backgrounds. That was such a challenge. So when you look back to when many of the Asian women did not understand the importance of breast uh, awareness as far as health outreach, would you say now that it's increased, that you're covering most of the people, or do you still have more education uh, and language barriers to deal with? Because we cover so many of the mainstream languages, um, you know, spoken in the um, Asian communities, I want to say that, um, you know, the, the program definitely has uh, bridged those gaps. More people are aware because they're listening um, to the message that we are bringing forth year after year. But as with any message, everyone has a different adoption time, right? So some might know of our program. That's why it's important to keep the awareness. They might not know that it's important to them now, but maybe four or five years down the line, you know, they realize, oh, wait a second, I have a friend who just got breast cancer. Maybe I should you know, take a listen again and start doing the screenings I should be doing. So that's why it's important that we need to keep continuing that stream so that people know that we are here in the community to help them at whatever moment they're in need to be helped. 
So um, in terms of having that um, availability to them, I think definitely has opened up a lot of uh, communications. And as breast cancer is expanding worldwide, they are listening and um, it is working. You know, as you look at uh, the topic that we're talking about, the human side of healthcare, uh, breast health outreach is certainly an integral part of that in good health for women. And I know you've touched on this in some of your previous answers, but if we drill down a little deeper, who exactly would you say this project is intended to serve in the communities you serve? Actually, our program is here to serve everybody. But we do target especially uh, to those who have English difficulties because that's what the community is or or our communities is lacking in that communication um, connection. So even though we specialize in the ability to speak different languages, uh, we help everyone at their point of need. For instance, some people actually have health insurance through their work or the marketplace, but because of language differences or just being new to using insurance or just never had a reason to go see a doctor to know that it's important to do their breast cancer screenings, they just don't do their screenings. So for them, our staff will help them in the language they're comfortable and make sure their insurance is all good before their appointment. When English is a difficulty, even being able to say out ID numbers, group name, subscriber information, you know, whether a provider's in network or out of network makes a difference in how you can access care. So we facilitate all that information so that they could help them, uh, we can help them utilize their screening benefits without the fear of problems later. Uh, because a lot of the fear is that, oh, I'm going to start doing this and then I run into problems and then I have to bother other people to help me. This program is to help relieve that, free that fear from them so that they could, you know, know that we are walking alongside them to help them get these screenings so that they can stay breast healthy. Now, others may not need the language help, but they need the financial help because they have limited income with no health insurance. So for them, we navigate them and provide the mammogram service that they need free. And for many others, they will need everything, language, financial, navigation assistance. At the end of the day, we just want to help. You know, you you have really given a great detailed answer and not only the administrative part, like payment, et cetera, but you're exactly right. A language barrier can be a patient safety issue as well. In this program, I know you've developed specific goals. What are some of the goals you've developed? And also, how do you measure success related to those goals? The number one goal we fall on, no matter what we do, is to make breast health information and mammograms easily accessible for all our communities because just breast cancer is just most prevalent cancer in our midst and it affects all women regardless of race, socioeconomic status, or even cultural background. So when we develop uh, objectives to fall and make sure that we follow that, uh, we do just that. So when we educate, we do education, we do one-on-one education, uh, we do a pre-survey just to know what um, their knowledge of just general breast health is to them. And then after we do the education, we give the survey again to see how much information had been gained from the education. And then in terms of making sure that um, they remember that mammograms are not to be done once every 10 years, we do also make sure, and then that they're happy with the service we provide. We do a satisfaction surveys 
at the end of the service, uh, you know, to ascertain, you know, how we did, you know, for the whole entire process. So they do a quick survey. Uh, so that they could quickly, you know, um, tell us what they think of the program and how it's helped them and then be able to quickly uh, move on, you know, with their day. So I know it sounds like a lot of surveys, but, I mean, to your point, it's important for us to measure them because we don't want to be doing something that we're not gaining on, correct? So we want to make sure that our goals are are, um, are met and that we are doing exactly uh, what we need to do to help the community. So, But we make the surveys very short because we know time is, is of the essence. People need to go back to work or, or wherever. So uh, we do make it short. We try to make it fun and then try to get them in and out as quickly as possible because the most important part is making sure that they do come for this mammogram and, and get it done. So the survey is just there for us to know that, you know, we're doing exactly what we need to do and just to, an opportunity for them to give us feedback. You know, this outreach to the community for women's health uh, is tremendous, and it truly is making the community healthier. It's doing things to help the women, especially that you serve there in Richardson. For our listeners, how is this program funded, and where can people go to get help, more information, learn more about it? Absolutely. Uh, We actually have a website um, called Asian Breast Health. It is in multi-language, Asian languages to help. Uh, And actually, if they just call our main line at 469-204-6888, it's a multi language designated line that is answered by our own program staff and uh, they can get more information about you know our program and what we do uh, but I do wanted to say the program works because of the innovation of the program and um, the fact that we are with the community every step of the way starting at the community level we go into different ethnic communities and bring breast health awareness at different community venues be it a church temple community center or health fairs so when we when you know they see us at these venues we build the awareness and the communication connection so that when they are ready to call us they know it is the same program staff at the end of the dedicated program uh, program phone line helping them schedule the appointment on our clinic day and then on their appointment time it is us again to greet them to help them uh, uh, register check them check them in help them get ready for the mammogram and then also provide the breast health education as they wait for their mammogram so our presence gives them that comfort so that they are not alone and will never be lost in the process so that's why calling our phone number would be the best way to connect and as far as um, how we are funded we are a 100% funding-dependent program. So um, APOP has been very fortunate in the grants we have received over the years, and we are so grateful to each and every one because it allowed us to provide care in our communities for the last 19 years. So we do not just work in the month of October, the Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Our program is here all year round, and we get so many phone calls asking for help um, that grant dollars usually run out before our fiscal year ends. So I would love our listeners to know that their individual donations matter in the work of this innovative program that bridges the gaps of health care for the most common cancer in our community. So your donation, no matter what the amount, 
will meet the need where the grant dollar stops. It will mean we could help the next person who calls instead of sending them away. So um, please donate online at methodistrichardson.thankyou, the number four, caring.org. So methodistrichardson.thankyou4caring.org, and choose APOP for your designation. Help us save another person from breast cancer for another 19 years to come. Doris, thank you so much for the good work you do in the community, especially in women's health. It's been a real pleasure to have you on the human side of health care. Thank you so much, and we appreciate what you do for our community. Thank you, Steve. Since your program is fully dependent on grants and donations, when you do mammograms on the women and you find something that's going to require follow-up, how is that coordinated and how is that funded? Wonderful question, Steve. And that's the beauty of the program that has come to grow and develop in, in strength, uh, in breadth, and scope. And how is that funded? It's because, um, you know, when um, we, we use these funding dollars, we actually sort of have a trajectory to how many screenings we can do and then uh, project how many um, diagnostic mammograms that might have to come out from those screenings. So it's a lot of projection work. So whenever we say yes to a woman for a mammogram, I don't stop at the screening. If they do need it at the, uh, you know, because it's abnormal, we help them at the diagnostic level. Uh, so whatever it is, a di- another diagnostic mammogram or even a sonogram. And because of the funding and over the years of growth, we've also been able to provide the needle biopsies that is so needed to make that um, clear-cut cancer or no cancer call. So my program is meant to be full service. It's not meant to just help at the screening. And so, but there's a lot of planning involved in in terms of where we plan the money so that we know that when we take a woman on for their screening, we're helping them until a diagnosis. And if unfortunately cancer is found, we hope it's found early. Uh, And that's the whole mantra of screening, isn't it? That's why we cannot stop. We cannot stop talking about screening because we don't want women to wait until there's a problem to, to, to get the mammogram. It should be a routine thing. Right. Um, so that uh, if it's found, it's found early. So and so, God forbid, if it is cancer, we are right alongside them to let them know they're not alone, and we also help them find financial assistance for treatment. So in that way, we are fully comprehensive to help as much as we can, and that's why our, our program needs those fundings because you never know how you know projections if we all. If if I know the world and I know how much I need, believe you me, then all is said, isn't it? But unfortunately, projections are projections. And some years, there are a lot of women who actually have uh, have a problem who cannot screen, and uh, we have to start at diagnostic. So that's where those um, donation dollars would help a lot. Uh, because then I have a lot of uh, freedom to help, you know, move those dollars. Um, and, and, and should a woman start at, at diagnostic, no problem. I, I could take them on. So every year is different. You know, it's, it's year to year. So that's why I, I, I do call out for individual donations because when that grant dollar stops, that's where I can use those donation dollars to help uh, at that point of that woman's need. 
Yeah, so along those lines, just to make sure we've got this, what's that contact number again or how people contact uh, to make a donation or contact if they need help? Okay. To call us for mammogram assistance it's uh, or, or whatever assistance they need in terms of just getting that mammogram, like I said, we help people uh, using insurance without insurance. The phone number to our main line is 469-204-6888. When they call that number, they it's it, it they, they let you know, hey, if you need Chinese, press one, English, press two, Spanish, press three. So you just follow the prompts, and then once they press their language of preference, then we speak the language. Uh, for donations, it's Methodist Richardson. Dot. Thank you. The number four, caring. Dot org. Methodist Richardson. Dot. Thank you for caring.org. Perfect. We've got that. So, Doris, let me just say how much it's been a pleasure to interview you. Thank you for not only the interview, but for what you're doing for the health of women and especially in the community. And we can't thank you enough. I know how busy you are to take time to talk to us. So, Doris, thank you so much, and we wish you a great afternoon. Oh, Steve, one more question Okay. uh, that I have that I wanted to um, ask. When I mentioned the Methodist Richardson dot thank you for caring dot org, I do want to also mention that they need to choose APOP for their designation. Okay, that's key because there's just a lot of things to choose. So they do need to yeah choose APOP for their designation, and then that those dollars will go to the APOP program. Okay, thank you so much.